It's the Morning J Show.
This is not for you. This is for me. Breathe in, breathe out. These feels they won't devour me. Breathe in, breathe out. These feels they gon' empower me. Breathe in, breathe out. These feels they won't devour me. Breathe in, breathe out. These feels they gon' empower me. Welcome to the Morning J Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Morning J Show. How you guys doing today? Ah, uh, fresh off the heels of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. This what's today? What's today's date? Is? Today's date is September, uh, July eighth, Saturday evening. Met you guys. So, um, of course, the WWE was live in London last weekend. Last week, I should say. Um, they had a great record-breaking events over the weekend. In London, uh, United Kingdom, I should say, um, and it was um, I enjoyed the shows. I enjoyed the cr- the crowd was very hot. It was very very hot. Those London crowds are very very are very hot. They're very excited for you. We got to be there. They sold out every arena, all over London and Dublin and Ireland that weekend, and it was a great great showing. Also, I played. Uh, intro of Gunther uh, from Clash of the Clash of the Titans pay per view from like a couple months ago, like a year ago. That was in um, Wales, like a year ago. I I enjoyed this stable. I enjoyed this group. I'm a heel guy, as we all know, and that's why I played it because it, it it just gives me goosebumps when they come out, and then it's the music is popping, it's in your ears. It's great. So also tonight on this uh, podcast today. We're going to review um, The Blackening, because I don't think I gave it a proper review. Um, and lots of other things. Um, let's talk about friends coming in and out of your life and bad luck and things of that nature. And uh, I got a frantic phone call from one of my old friends about, you know, the same people talking about the same things about, you know, life in general, bad things, and how to handle certain situations. So we're going to talk about that too later today. It's been a rough couple of weeks for your boy, but I'm trying to keep it... Uh, positive in my brain and and whatnot um i talked to a long time friend from back in the day at the airport uh, her name is uh what is her name dang what is her name what is her name for name start with m what is her name oh my god it's in my phone start with m basically she moved to florida um like two years ago and I guess since her number hadn't changed, I'm not sure her number changed, but my number never haven't changed. So she just hit me up off the random yesterday on FaceTime. And normally I don't answer my FaceTime, so I don't know the numbers or phone calls that didn't matter. But I was just like, ah, I give it a whirl. And so I answered it. And Amaya. Mayana. Her name is Mayana. 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 So we were at the airport together, like, I don't know, years ago. Like, Four years ago, not even four, 
maybe six years ago. I'm not sure how long it was. It was a minute ago. Um, and uh, we was shooting shit on the phone, just yapping, and uh, yeah, seeing how each other was doing everything. She's doing good. She's um got her own apartment in Tampa, Florida. Um, she works two jobs. You know, she working a manager at a Wendy's, and she said something else. Um, so she's really, she's really doing good for herself. She's one of those people who just like lay on the lamb, live on the lamb, and is good. Move anywhere because she wants her kids or anything. But no attachments nowhere, so she's like, I, I can just move and go somewhere else. So she's kind of cool. Um, she was telling me that um she wanted to come back home, but I, I couldn't tell if she was saying that this was the visit or the stay. But she knows that she comes back home, she won't be as productive if. If she is now, because no one, you know, basically she's go to home to go to work. She come back home, go to work, come back home, because she's no one. She don't know no one there, so she's not distracted. Because at home, where you're from, it's a lot of distractions. So she was, you know, weighing those options, weighing those options. And I'm like, well, you know, I think you already know the answer to that question. If you think, if you know, you have a lot of op- uh, obstacles and distractions at home, then you know. You're done what you need to do to not be where you were from, you know, not be working where you're from. It's you want the people who need to move away to be productive, better productive for yourself and your psyche to be away. So you get, I think that's what you got to do and keep continuing to do, you know what I'm saying? So she was talking about, um, she was telling me this story about she met um, a famous guy, a famous NBA star, and, you know, she felt like she was the only person in the room and all this and all that, and they had a connection, but she didn't have time to ink the deal, if you will, or if to confirm anything or a meet up later or a phone number exchange, and you know, she had to leave and everything. The story was fantastic. I enjoyed the story. You know, some people probably wouldn't believe the story in the first place, to be honest, but. but it was a real story, and you know, I'm like, I couldn't tell if she was as high as a motherfucker or what, but that's her story, and she got a pictures to prove it. She said, so I believe her. I have the same couple of stories that I've met Bieber and Pete and some other people, so you know, I have my own little story. Those are fake stories. My stories are fake. Those are just dreams and fantasies in my head. In my head. Hers was real. She has a picture to prove it, so that's cool. Um, but she was talking about she wanted to do a podcast, and I was telling her she wanted to do something extra. To get her, you know, she had a lot of thoughts in her head and all that. So I told her, I want you to do a podcast. Basically, what a podcast is, is basically like a fake radio show and or. This is a place where you just pontis- basically you pontificate all day long, pretty much. It's all you on telling stories and shit like that. I said, you're a good person to tell stories to, you know. Just do it. You're just, you're just talking, you know, to a mic. Talking to people that's not there, if you will. You're talking to, you're spreading out your mind. If, if, if it was people around you, but they're not, they're living to you after the fact, pretty much is. You're just putting out questions and shit. So I was telling her, I told her, I told her we could do something. We could try something. You know, we could, I could do from DC and she could, uh, you know, add her on from uh, Florida. I said, we could, we could, we could try something out. So we'll see in a couple of days, weeks. We'll see what we, we could hash out together. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because she was thinking about her needing a co host and said, you know what? I had the same problem where I thought I couldn't do this without a co-host, but I said I talk I can talk enough for two people. I don't I don't think I need a co-host. I think I was it was my co-host was a crutch because I wanted to be able to talk to somebody to have a conversation. But it's still I'm still getting off my conversations. It's just no one's replying to me right now. You know what I'm saying? 
course, once I get phone calls and all that other good stuff, and listeners want to call in about their problems and whatnot, that's all cool things too. But until then, it's just me. So that was my biggest fear of even starting this podcast. Because even from years ago, I thought I needed a, a co-host to be successful. And for right now, I feel confident that I don't. But if I have one in the future, that'd be excellent. But until then, I don't. So this week, I've been getting really confident and thinking about the future. Like I'm talking about when I get in my back of my uh, financial stability, I feel like this whole summer has been just a massive mess that I don't never want to be in this particular uh, predicament ever again. I just feel like, so this upcoming winter, when I get my job, my full-time job again, and I'm going to start killing it again. And, you know, I already got trips planned out for the next couple months because I missed them for the summertime. So this wintertime, I ain't going to ever going to be here because I'm going to be out of town. I'm not even playing. But I just been getting so many uh, reaches on TikTok for like you know, LLCs and stuff like that and and deck uh, collections and fixes and stuff like that. And, um, you know, how you get a, you could buy a lien of a house. You could pay somebody's property taxes on a house and if they don't pay it back a certain amount of time you basically own that property for pretty much nothing cheap nothing so i just i'm in a predicament where i want to do that and i always knew i wanted to do it but i just know for a fact more than so to ever now that i want to do it so that's what i'm going to do i got the video saved up i got the loc stuff saved up and i'm going to do it like i just i was looking up online because since raising canes has broken to the market in the East Coast, well, at least here, we have two new ones, or two new locations right now. It's one in Wardorf, Maryland, and one is in, like, Fordsville, Maryland. And I think it's one that's always already been here. I think one was in Virginia for a while already. And what's the other one called? Oh, gosh, what's the other one? Um, It's another one in Virginia that I can't name. It's another, I, I don't know, I remember it. I think it's the same thing. I think it's Raising Kings. Uh, what's the other one it's called? I don't remember. They sell bread, too, and I think, and chicken, too. But it's sell the chicken wings and other stuff. Um, but I think more places are breaking into the market here. So I looked up if if I wanted to bring the franchise, uh, Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box is basically like a 7-Eleven minus, minus the gas. It's basically like a Taco Bell slash... 7-Eleven, it's a restaurant pretty much, a 24-hour restaurant that sells stuff all day long pretty much. And I say, oh, so if they could break into the market if we come here, why can't we get a jack-in-the-box now? Like, or why can't we get a, um, why can't we get an In-N-Out burger? Like, so I looked up jack-in-the-box and they were saying to bring a franchise here, it should be about 50 grand. So I've been talking to my family, so I could save up 50 grand in about two years out of the six of us. And see how that goes, like you know. But you no, know, people don't really, people don't really go for your ideas. Mostly, if it's not their ideas, they're not gonna really go for it. So that's that's one thing you gotta bring into mind. And no one's gonna uh, care about your ideas more than you. You know what I'm saying? People talk about money and finances and running the business. You got to really be a part of the process, idea process of it to really think, to really like it, to be a part of it. So I don't think they're gonna really. Um, 
be interested in doing it, to be honest. But I'm going to ask him, I'm going to see. I told him I'm not, I won't be broke. I won't be broke no more. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, once I get up my credit cards down and all this and all that, I'm not, I can't do it. I was doing good for a good minute. And this whole year or two has really, I'm at the bottom. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's it's a whirlwind of events of this summer. And this last two years, it's crazy how where I was, where I was, and when I am now, it's crazy. Is you, if I tell you the story, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, I had a good, good job. It was okay. I mean, it could be better, but it was, it was just, I was doing good. I was close. I was so close. I was looking at houses. I was going to buy a house. I was going to buy a house. I was ready to buy. I was ready in the market to buy a house. And. Now I'm pretty much starting back from the beginning, from the from the beginning, which is ridiculous in itself. But and uh, it's crazy, crazy. I was seeing hanging with the kids Fourth of July, and it was just, it was a nice, it was a cool event. It was stress free. I I I, I wasn't want to go at first because I had my car, and I was like, ah, I don't, don't want to go. But I ended up going. I said, I'm gonna go because you know people want to see me. I want to see them. It was a good little, it's a good little time. I tried to bring my grill, but it couldn't fit in my cousin's car. But it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I had a good time. It was it was it was cool. It was a lot of people wasn't around. Like I thought it'd be like a block party type kind of thing. Like it normally is a uh, a lot of people in the community in the court for the apartment complexes. They would all come outside and you know hang out with us or anything. But this year in particular, it was very small. The grill was very small, and it was very small intimate thing which is fine too it was a nice it was a nice time i enjoyed myself and it was a great fireworks and one of my cousin's friends she was upset that i was shitting on her <laughs> on her fireworks i wasn't i wasn't i was just saying that the fireworks was a dud that particular one was a dud it was like a, f- a blue fish firework and then they lit it up and then it was virtually like a a two dollar firework it was like it was worthless. Like it was in a good packaging. Like the packaging was better than the firework. It was it stunk, and I didn't really, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read the room, and I noticed like, oh, those are her fireworks. That's her particular firework, and I'm shitting on her firework. And she was like, oh, he gave a shit on my firework. I said, I wasn't shitting on your firework. I was just shitting on the simple fact of the marketing of this firework, and it was it stunk. It's not because you bought it. It's because of the marketing. It was supposed to be a fish and it was basically nothing in that side of that fish. I'm sorry. I mean I didn't say I'm sorry, but I tried to make her realize that I wasn't shitting on her. I was shitting on the firework and the marketing of the firework that got you sucked in and it stunk. But maybe each is wrong, you know what I'm saying? And um my cousin came and she bought her, her son, which is cool. I can never say his fucking name, but whatever. I had her to tell me his name again, but whatever. She called the things, cool things. Um, and during this whole past two weeks, I've been thinking about starting over again. Like I always tell myself, I wanted to like adopt like some kids, like a brother, sister, brothers, a set of siblings, two to three, nothing crazy. Two to three to four, nothing crazy. And you know, I was thinking about me getting a house and everything, and how the next. Uh, 20, 40 years will be as I get into my mid-age and whatnot. And I was just, I was just thinking like, dang, am I going to start over again? I'm like, do I even have that in me? Let's say you get a group of eight-year-olds or something like that, or they're all spaced out, or 
Or you just do like all teenagers, and so it's almost halfway done. Like, what do you do? Like, I've been telling people, I've been telling my other friends, too, they shouldn't start over. Like my cut, my friend uh, Bianca, she was pregnant, and she was about to graduate from UDC and do this and all that. And she already had a fourteen-year-old and an eleven-year-old, and I was like, Why would you start over? You're almost done. Why would you start over? I mean, we love those first formal years and blah, 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 but why would you start over? don't have to and with somebody who may not be with you once again so you'll still be in your boat that you're currently in currently there's another kid to feed on your line that you have to start over from i don't think it's a good idea and i told her that and she like yeah i think that's, that's a good idea because if the person you had the person's kid it was is not gonna be in life anyway you're basically just adding another person to your singular boat so you know uh, that was my two cents and uh, you know me i'm gonna tell you the truth i'm gonna give you all the aspects i'm gonna give you all the sugar and give you all the cloudies and the fake seas and then i'm gonna give you the real hard truth as well you know it's two ways to side of the earth story you know oh it's nice this new baby i want to start over you know or the real true to shit bitch you're almost done by the way uh college again that was a great milestone, and you having this type of baby, won't, this guy won't stay around anyway. He's not around currently, and he won't be around because of this baby, and it's just going to be a negative. Not saying that baby is negative. It's just this situation was already negative, and this is not, not going to save this math problem. So it's no point adding this to your boat. And I, that's the truth on this thing with most girls these days. Like my cousin, my other cousin, she um got a 13-year-old and a nine-year-old it's like it's no point you start over like i mean if you want to you, you got somebody you think is going to be like there for you quote unquote but you know these niggas be leaving like a motherfucker so you know i'm gonna give you my honest honest opinion i'm gonna say oh that's cute to start over i don't know but we all know do i really want to start over no but i think i do i think i do well i always told myself i was going to do that you know because my family like it's funny i was talking to my uh my little cousin, and I was talking about uh, my car. My car brand broke down, broke down, and it was talking about uh, picking up, picking him up for something like that. And he was basically, I was talking to him in a joking, joking form. And I'm talking about my family, my immediate family. He was like, "You don't have no family." I said, "You're a part of my family." You talk about my immediate family because I had nobody in my household because I don't. I'm basically like, I'm a single person, so I don't have nobody like no kids. No girlfriend or whatever or whatever. So I guess he was talking about it in the aspects. I understand, but he's like, you don't have no family. He said, you're my family. You're so everybody right here is my family. This is not I, my extended family. You know what I'm saying? He was funny as shit though, but I understand what he was saying. Um, so I'm still waiting on Honda to. I haven't even given my car to Honda, like Hyundai. Sorry. And uh, I got a tour to them at the end of the month, and then they're going to take their sweet-ass time to tell me how they're going to fix my car. Because there is a thing out there that says, if you're the second owner of your car, and you're a near or around the 100,000-mile mark, they will fix your car for you. You have like a basic extended warranty, uh, unwritten extended warranty, allegedly. So hopefully I'm 50 miles over that 100,000 miles and I'm hoping they fix my car for ha- little or no money. Like, I need some, like, that'd be great. Like, that'd be so fucking great to buy my engine for my car. Like, my car, I have nothing, wrong, it was nothing wrong with my car. 
how it was sweet. It was a gem. It was gave me good three years. It, it was nothing wrong with my car. Man. It was no leakage or anything. And I just hope they really will fix my car for me. Like that'd be so great. But I'm still getting another vehicle because I don't want to be in this situation where you have one vehicle wants to break down. There's nothing you can do. Then I called them for a loaner car, and they was like, "We don't have no loaner cars. You are a dealership. How don't you have loaner cars? What the fuck? Like it doesn't make sense." Why would you not have loaner cars? How's that possible? You know, in the ghetto and black people. If I got buy shit from the good the good areas, so you know, get some better service and better the quality things, like what's going on? And um the lady who sold my car sold me that car three years ago. She was like, Uh, oh, you can't get another car, let's you down pay it. You give us a down payment or you get a cosigner or cause you're gonna have too much negative equity. Bitch. I don't need to pay just give me a car. Mind you, I don't even I don't even want another car note. Like I want to keep that car I currently have, and I can't. I'm not paying two car notes for two cars. That's crazy. Like I buy me another car straight out, and I'm good to go, and then keep that car note because I got another year or two on that joint. So that's what I'm gonna do. Hopefully they fix my car for me, and I'm good, and give me another car on the side. So this time, if this happened again, I don't be this ass out where I go. Oh, what am I gonna do? Back on the metro, I go. So. My review on the blackening. I seen it at the Alamo Draft House in D.C. Um, it felt like a community because it, like, it was a mixture of audience race in the movie theater. And, you know, we went in. You, I didn't want to go in. I tried to go in blind, but I knew I already seen the trailer, so I knew it was, like, it was a, horror, a horror comedy. Um, so I just, you know, sat it, watched it with my family and let it wash over me. It was so great. I mean, it wasn't the best movie ever. But it was you. You you felt represented and you felt loved. You felt like you was watching your family, pretty much your family or friends. Somebody in that movie, basically everybody in that audience could see or be or felt represented in some way in that movie for the whole two hours of that movie. Basically, it was a group of friends getting back together from after college uh, ten years later, and they go to a cabin in the woods, pretty much. And it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Um, it was not simple, but it was, you know, I enjoyed the games and the questions and the answers and just how the people, because it was so relatable to me, pretty much. It was, I enjoyed it. Now, when I buy it on DVD, I don't know. You know, that's, you know, we don't need to buy DVDs no more, so, you know, you just buy it digitally. When I buy it digitally, I don't know. But I enjoyed the movie. A lot of people enjoyed the movie that I was, so I seen it with, uh, except for my, Cousin, she didn't. She didn't understand or like the ending because she's dumb. But that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the characters, King and uh, Mustafa. Is that his name? Oh, Nadi, uh, Navi, the African boy and uh, the killer guy and um, the girl, the big fat girl and the gay guy. I enjoyed them all. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all the characters to be honest. In the house, the friends. Um. It was real. It was really. It was nice. It was. It was well done, and I like how the deaths of certain people. It wasn't so gruesome. It wasn't so. They, the cameras wasn't spent too much on the people dying. Like normally, you see black people dying in movies. It's so graphic. It's so gruesome. It's so, just so uh, turn away. I'm glad it was tasteful, taste tasteful, and it was quick to the point. And it's nothing. It was nothing extra. It wasn't too. It wasn't too extra. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't too extra. Like, you've seen black people die on movies, and it's just this 
overly doing it a little bit too long, too much brutality in those seconds. It's it was nice. It was tasteful. I enjoyed it. It was nice. I will think I will I think since it's possible I ran into a, a scenario, a theory, theory that it's possible it could be another movie or like uh know how you make a, a secondary movie where the, all the characters are different stuff for the killer, pretty much, and then like a whole other universe or something like that. I was thinking about it because you know the guy he he chuckled when he died. I think he chuckled when he died when he got pushed down the down the well. So it, it probably gave me a hint of oh maybe he's not dead. You know what I'm saying? You know we never heard, it's no like the well was like never ending. Like there's no splash, no thud. You didn't hear anything. Like who knows? So I think it's possible to be another movie or it could be. You know, like a whole universe, like from the directors of the Blackening. You know what I'm saying? So I, I enjoyed the movie. It was nice. It was tasteful. It was. It didn't. It harkened back to some other uh, horror movies in the past, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. You should check it out with your family and friends, your funny family and friends. Just say, don't take no fucking stillborn people who don't like shit. I don't like this movie. Why did you come? I don't like comedies. I don't like horror. Why did you come? Don't bring no snooty people to your movie theaters because they're going to fuck up the whole joy for you and the rest of the guys in the, in the group. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was strolling around on TikTok, and TikTok always finds me things to talk about on the podcast. It's really into you. So it was this doctor guy. His name is Dr. John DeLong. I can't spell. I can't read. This guy, what the fuck? But he has some really good advice for this person on his. It was a clip from his podcast. I'm gonna link it at the bottom of my podcast, my podcast at the end of this show. But uh, it was really, really interesting. So I'm gonna play the clip. I'm gonna play the clip for you right now. Sure. Why don't you think you're worth having friends? Well, I'm always. I always seem to find it easier to be the one that people always call. And it's hard to build the relationships to actually say, hey, let's go do pizza or let's, you know, throw some steaks on the grill. or go I know because, because you think that they don't want to be around you or that you don't want to bother anybody. Jeff, you're, you're not a bother. You have to you have to look inside internally and believe that. People are going to be blessed by having you in their life, not the other way around. Can I ask you a hard question, Jeff? All right. So that question was very uh, in tune to me because I also think sometimes that I'm I'm a, I'm a lot for people. Not saying that I'm a lot because I don't ask for a lot, but I like to. You have to know your surroundings. You have to know yourself, and you got to know that you're not everybody's cup of tea. So, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a give and take in my brain, give and take. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to constantly call you every day and hit you up and shit. I'm going to talk to you if I have something to talk about. If I have a great story, it's going to be a good conversation. Well, I'm going to call you about it and we're going to talk about it. But, like, I'm not going to hound you every day and, and sit in the phone with you every day about nothing and let's breathe. That's not what I want to do. Like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, I'm not going to miss, you know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I do also feel like I'm a lot, quote unquote, a lot where, you know, I, I try to I try to pull back and not do too much. You know what I'm saying? Not say too much, you know, try to be cool, calm, collected, 
You know what I'm saying? Not always trying to be around. Like I like I do this for my cousins and them. Like cause they have they have a lot of siblings, right? I only have one sibling. They have there is seven of them, right? So I'd be like, oh, I went on the last outing. Y'all can go ahead without me, la da da, or this or that, or I just try to say, oh, y'all can let's go ahead, la da or something like that. Or even with people with their children, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna let you guys have y'all time. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna. I want to be the person to say, damn, he was always around. Damn, he was always around. He was always around. Not, and be like, dang, he had nothing to do. Like, I want to give people all their time with their significant others and their kids and their siblings. I want to feel like, damn, he was always fucking around. So when I get to these moments, people be like, well, they, my cousins be like, particularly like, oh, he was trying, he was trying to, um, exclude yourself from us and da, da, da. so no nah, i'm just i'm just i'm not i'm not i'm just saying i like to give people their time to 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 be together without certain people and stuff like that i don't be almost all the way back years and then i was like damn the other was always around we never had our time to ourselves or da, 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 da. like in the movies and tv shows and shit like that so gotta give people their time and I'm not saying I'm not worthy of their time or, or this or that or I look, shit, look down on myself or I think I'm not worthy. I'm just, I like to, I think in the sense of if you're part of this show, if you're part of this thing, everybody, you're not going to be, you're not going to be, it's like a TV show, right? Everybody, even though there's a star and a lead in a TV show, everyone is not going to be there for every, every fucking show. Like say, Full House for a Matter. All the shows was all about the kids and shit. Um, the the Michelle it was a leading show pretty much, and it was two people playing Michelle. That's not saying Uncle Jesse and um, what's the other one name? Uh, Dan. Not, what's and Joey? Jesse and Joey. They wasn't in almost. It was in almost every show, but every show then need them to be in every show. They was not always they had they may had a good pass a pass in the show. Fight and flight. Oh, they're paying pass. Oh, they're going to his work thing. But they they wasn't always in the, each show. You know what I'm saying? One was there, one was not there, vice versa. So I think of it as that way. You know what I'm saying? I do. So this past couple of weeks, I've been working at the Kennedy Center for the um the Lion King play that's been going on for the past month and a half. And I've noticed, you know, I never really walked around the Kennedy Center. You know how when people come visiting visiting people's cities, like you know what I'm saying? I never really cared about museums and shit. Like I like dinosaurs and stuff, if those really exist. Um, but I didn't really care for all oh, the big old buildings in my city. Even when I go to another city, I don't care about museums and what make this city famous and all that. I don't care about old buildings, you know what I'm saying? So I never really walked around the Kennedy Center, and I didn't know that you could just walk around the Kennedy Center. I thought it was like a locked up ass building. Like I know they had shows and stuff there, but I just assumed since when there's not a show or play going on, you ain't gonna cause be just walking around taking pictures and seeing the fountain and all this shit. But it's a really open building. It's really really crazy, right? Um. So working 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 this event, um, Disney wanted extra security for um their Lion King performances. Uh, so they hired security, extra security to do um metal detect metal detecting and pat downs and stuff and stuff like that, checking purses and stuff, pulling little items and stuff like that. 
So I've been there for the past couple of days. And I noticed a lot of interracial couples or interracial kids and families. And it's really, really I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm a negative. I'm not I'm against it. It's, it's cool. I mean, hey, more the merrier. Um, you know, it is what it is. But I noticed it's like white people adopting black kids or white people adopting Asian kids, but they're not adopting Spanish kids. I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure out why. And then you could notice how some children were, you know, was made, you know, you was it was born by this white lady or there was uh adopted by this white company uh couple. Uh you can't notice the difference. You could tell the difference in the in the manner in those short seconds. You can I can think I can tell the difference between that was a birth child or that was a you know, adopted child. You you just you just you can tell just how 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 it all flows, you know what I'm saying? And I just noticed that, and it's so funny. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to go. I went. Oh, when I went to go, last time, like two, three years ago, when I seen Zed, he's an EDM uh, uh, artist, and you know, uh, electronic dance music is what that is. Um, at the Echo Stage in Northeast, um, I noticed all these Filipinos came out and Asian Americans came out. I'm like, where the fuck do y'all live? I've never seen this many people of this race in my life except for if i go to like pentagon city or something like that like where the fuck do y'all be where did y'all just bust yourselves in from where do these people be it's funny it's crazy like and it's like i used to now remember i was in high school and everything right and i used to see like aging kids like they used to be in, in a group on a metro i'm like so the majority of people do they not have different friends from different race they may have one or two friends from a different race, but the majority of people stay in their own in their own cliques. Like is black people somewhat and white people somewhat always mix themselves about, but almost everybody else don't have nobody, no real like they're not really no kin to people of other race. Like that's funny. I'm not saying I mean, it's funny and it's cool and it's okay. That's that's the case. But you know what I'm saying? You know how segregation and all that shit. But I just always notice that a lot of people keep to themselves, and you know, and I feel like, like I tell people, well, not tell people, but I tell people, it's more, it's more out there than this. You know what I'm saying? I like to show the other people, people that I know who I think who has potential to do things better and, and more things out here than what they're doing. Like it's a big world out here. This shit that you see on these corners, it's just a piece of the shit in the world. It's a lot of shit going on in the city that you could you could do your too. You could take advantage of. Set it on this dumb shit out here, right here. This is just a this is just a piece of what's going on out here. Like I like to tell, take my uh, cousins to like other areas in town and Virginia and stuff and different different bars, different different just different situations. You know what I'm saying? That it's not all this band in the hood. People on your back, everybody arguing and shit going crazy and a ride. You always gotta be on you always gotta be on your P's and Q's and you gotta be on your on your swivel and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he used to work at a pop complex in like Herndon, not Herndon, um Reston, right? And mind you, the doors wasn't like their main front doors of their problem complexes didn't lock. Cool, no no problem. Cause but it wasn't broken. It was it was they were chosen. I think not to be locked because I know some of them did lock, but the majority didn't. A majority of them didn't lock, and I just noticed that 
they no one got told from their neighborhood. No one got like no one got told from their apartment complex. Like they paid to live here. But you go down to the city or to DC or Maryland in certain neighborhoods, they will be towing people who don't have a parking pass to live here after a certain time. This is all these extra fucking rules to get you money and get your shit. It's crazy how people are treated differently in certain areas. Like it's it's a thing. It's a real thing. It's a real, real thing that in certain areas you're treated that people are treated differently in said areas. And it's 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 kinda sad. I mean like it's crazy. Like I never bothered nobody. I didn't I was just there overnight driving around in the motherfucking car with a little light on it and I didn't give a fuck. Like I just said, Don't bother me, you won't don't I won't bother you, you won't bother me. Mind you, it was like a a, a dude, like a disturbance, a person uh a a domestic disturbance at that property. It was a big property. It's like at least three Virginia blocks of property. And they knew I had to call the cops on them and all that and all that. But other than that, it was a real peaceful uh shift. And I was I don't knock the fuck out. Sleep like shit, nigga. I ain't give a fuck about that shit. Like I had to uh walk into every complex and every building and walk down to the fucking basement and just scan my phone and I said, uh, yeah, I won't be doing that. I'm 300 and something pounds. I'm not about to walk up down these steps all fucking night all fucking morning and check this shit three times a day. Y'all check goddamn minds? No, I'm not. No, thank you. No. I'll check. I'll scan probably four buildings, but I'm not I'm not, I'm just right. I'm not doing that. No. And for the amount of money I was doing that for, no, I wasn't doing that. Like, I'm quick to my job. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, I had too much. I worked too much overtime and seniority in the sense of I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like, I like to know exactly what I'm doing in my job before I do it because I already know what I am personally not going to do at a certain job. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I noticed that in certain areas you're treated a certain way or the. Uh, community is not is not um crazy or on your ass about certain things like tickets and police cameras and all that and red light cameras and shit like that. It's that's 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 the cream of the crop. Like it's cream of the crop. And I know it's like I know there's people more and more who have who have Virginia tags who live in like Maryland because you know right across right across the water from each other and you could get tickets uh tags in virginia and still live in these merlin it's because each state has their own um emissions not emissions but their inspections and like merlin you can't have a certain kind of tents in merlin and all this and all that and it's just too old oh, your car old. Oh, you gotta get all this stuff fixed or, or rust fixed in your car and it's just crazy ass shit that's not i mean i understand about safety and all that shit but if you got a a 20 year old car and it has rust at the bottom of the car it's you're not getting all that rust off your car it's a 20 it's a 2000 and what six i think my mom's truck was and they kept telling her about oh you need to get this rust taken off the side of your car and under your car ma'am no one's taking this rust off this fucking car this car old as shit bitch let me ride this drunk to the woods fall off like go ahead watch yourself and how the car was made it had tents oh i think it was a government truck 
it was a government work truck, and it had like tents on both windows, the passenger and the uh, driver windows, and they couldn't have the tents. It was too dark for the driver windows, so they had to, had to get it removed. And then, of course, the person who removed the tents off the car did it where the car, those windows were sticky. They did it wrong, basically. The uh, windows were sticky, and they did it. They didn't do it right. You cause it like a, I think you cause it like apply heat to it or something, or I don't know. But how they did it, it was like sticky, or and it was like a wet. It was they did an awful job. They didn't do it correctly. And so I just told her, let's go to Virginia. Get our, get our tags. It's not illegal. It's just people make it sound like it's illegal. So they get a hustle in Maryland, but it's not. Like it's a, it's a thing you could do. So. But I enjoy seeing the um the kiddos and everybody getting dolled up and dressed up to go out to this um Viking event. All these all these all these other events at the Kennedy Center. It's like two or three different opera, like one big main arena called the Opera House. It's like three or four other little theaters all over the uh, building. And I just I just enjoy seeing the people dressed up going to a nice little event. The little girls got the little dresses on, the guys got on suits and stuff. Like I really enjoy that, and that is, and it begs back to the question where I hear my girl, my little friends, my female friends, telling me saying that these niggas don't take them out, they don't go nowhere, it's just straight to the bedroom kind of shit. And I'm like, is it because some people aren't aren't adventurous? Like, what's the issue here? Are they just lazy, or they think they're not worth it to go out with them? Like they're not they're like they're side chicks and shit. Like they're not going out with them in public and shit. They're they're afraid to be judged by their friends for going out with a, maybe a big girl or whatever or a guy in public. I don't get it. Like I went through that with my friend one day. I said, "Dang!" I said, "Dang!" I said, "Dang!" Like um, my friend, he be going to like you no know, brunch and happy hour and shit like that and shit with his little friends and shit and his little cousin and shit. And I'm like, "Hold up!" He's been at my cousin's house at least three or four times over the past year or so that we had a little, you know, space party or whatever or that. We're very inviting to come to our, you know, our little shindigs and shit. But I said, dang, I just noticed because I was watching the video on YouTube, not YouTube, TikTok, about all these your real friends, da 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 you go out, you go out, did you go out with your, with your little friends? And I'm like, dang, we never go out in public with this nigga. Like, We've never been out to like bowling or axe or uh, axe throwing or anything. So one day, me and my cousin, we went out to um, Whole Foods. No, we went to Trader Joe's. I think it was Trader Joe's. And I went to get my glasses fixed up there in Riverton, like a uh, PG Plaza and shit area. And he went with us. And uh, I think at that time, his car was messed up or some shit like that. And I think I noticed this. In person, but then I had a then I had a dream about it later, where I said, "Dang, he's kind of either he's not around us while we walk around the store, or he's off to the side, like he's not with us. He's a skinny guy, and me and my cousin is both heavier than heavy set. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, he's really hanging towards the side, or acting like he's not with us, but he actually is. That's fucking crazy, like." You know somebody for all this time, all these years, and they people they still act this way outside in public. We've been to each other's houses. We've been to school together. What's the issue? Like, what's the issue here? And the people we were 
me, myself, my cousin, and this guy, we wouldn't F. You know what I'm saying? So that's off, that's off the table. It wouldn't be a, a question that we had F. So why? What is this? What is this? What is? What, is, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? And I noticed that. I said, and I talked to my cousin. I said, son, I just realized something. We've never been out with this guy but once. And when we was, I like we wasn't. We didn't know each other. That's crazy as shit. That people of grown age still doing this bullshit. I can like they don't know or hang out with fat people or case may be or sleep with fat people. That's crazy. Like, and it's a lie because you know people's DMs be flooded with people all day, all day, all night. Because no no one should care who you're sleeping with. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But these dumb niggas, these these dumb niggas, these hood niggas, or these niggas who don't have no grabs and no uh, offense. Authenticity of themselves But they care about what another nigga think That's crazy as shit So I tried something today uh, I always want to try to make my own ribs So I tried it I bought some ribs from the store And I bought some like chili sauce Some barbecue sauce and all this stuff And I, and I tried to attempt To make my own ribs My grandma, my grandmother would have been proud Of the idea and I thought It didn't come off as well as I thought it would Because my mom took over my dinner. I plan to make ribs. It was ribs, Mexican rice, and um, sweet potato- sweet potatoes. Instead of making a whole pie, I was just making sweet potatoes. So I only bought one sweet potato. My grandmother and I used to make. She taught me how to make sweet potatoes like the last couple of years of her life. And amongst other things, I wanted her to leave me her pretty much leave me her recipes, like her biscuit recipe and the, her sweet potato recipe. But it's, it was, it was, but it was nothing special. It was nothing special. She said none of this stuff is special. It's nothing. It's no secret ingredient. Nothing I make. It's all it's regular now, regular shit. So I made basically like how you make like how you make mashed potatoes, but instead of mashed potatoes, you make sweet potatoes. So my mom, I plan to make. Ribs, uh, it was spare ribs pretty much. Um, I'm not sure it was beef or pork. I bought it from the store though, but I think it was beef. If I'm not mistaken, because there wasn't that much meat on there, so I think it was beef. Um, my mom, she does this thing where you have to love them, all right. She took my idea and then she made it to her own idea, which is basically making it in the, in the crock pot and then the next overnight and then the next day put them in the oven for a little bit and you know. The sauce on it and eat it pretty much. Well, it wasn't it was it wasn't as juicy as I thought. It did come out how I wanted it. It was still edible. I still ate it all. I, it just wasn't what I thought it'd be. Um, I never I, I never understood the idea of a slow cook. You know what I'm saying? Of, of anything with ribs at least. She kept thinking, oh, well, the meat will fall off the bone. I said, well, the meat will fall off the bone regardless. Was this? I'm just fully cook. I mean, I don't. We don't need to slow cook this, motherfucker. Like, um. So, long story short, she took over my idea, and it didn't go so well. I still ate it. I still enjoy her sauce that she made. It just wasn't the idea of what it was going to taste like. I ate it. <laughs> it was kind of dry, but you gotta love them. You gotta treasure them while they're still here. You know, they're still around, and they want to still hang out with you and do th- and do things with you. And you, you just got to go with the woes, right? So, cool things. 
So then my dinner didn't come out as what I thought. And I didn't have no nutmeg for my um my sweet potatoes. So that didn't come out. It was still good. It was so sweet. It was still okay. I still ate it. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to finish it because I had to go to work. So I didn't get to do the, the I didn't get to prepare everything. So my mom pretty much prepared everything for me, which is fine. You know, to be just on. It was fine. But also earlier in the week, me and my mom went to go see this movie called Sounds of Freedom. It's a, a indie movie. which because it's been made. It was made five years ago. Uh, the big wigs that be are trying to stop this movie from playing in theaters, but to no avail. It's supposed to have been a one day thing from July fourth, and it turned into a basically it's basically regularly released because it's been in the theaters since July fourth, and it's still playing currently. I think it was like number number one, number two for the weekend. Uh, I think it was like number one, number two for the weekend. Um, it's a movie about child sex trafficking, um, and. Children exploitation. Um, basically, it's about um, in the Mexico in a Spanish-speaking city. I'm not sure where it was, where it started anyway. Uh, in this particular movie, but it was a girl. She was singing. She had a really beautiful voice. And the father takes his son and daughter to a some talent contest show modeling thing. That end up being at a hotel, and for some reason the father left them in the hotel and came back. And of course, when he came back, there was nobody to be found. The hotel was pretty much not how it was when she left. It was a regular room, but when it was there, it was like a shoot. It was like a like a photo shoot. And these children get taken into you know captivity, you know slave work, sex work, and everything. Uh, he in the movie they end up getting the son back. But the long end, they end up getting the daughter back. And I think there was about maybe 10 people, 10 people in the movie theater. And my movie theater, we've seen the seven, it's the three o'clock showing of this movie. And I'm seeing online that it was a lot of people's tickets burns then refunded and all this and all that. Broken ACs, broken oh, broken projectors. It seemed like the powers that be was trying to shit on this movie and not let people go see it. Um, we know this stuff exists. It's been existing for a long time, and I'm not sure why the big wigs are trying to silence this movie. This said this movie been made five years ago, and it's we're just getting to see it now. Uh, the actor in the movie, uh his name i gotta look up his name mel gibson another actor is pretty much the only people that's speaking out about this movie and letting it to be known what's going on and nobody and i mean nobody in hollywood is talking about this movie and like you barely seen trailers trailers for the movie unless you watch on youtube i didn't see nothing on tv none of that stuff and they're doing a go a pay it forward thing where you could buy tickets for other people who are unable to see this movie in certain areas, and for them to see the movie. Basically, this movie has been popularized by word of mouth because you won't you won't know about it unless you're in those kinds of circles or you follow those kinds of media's online or on Twitter or Instagram. So. It's just this is that's the weekend. This was really stormed about this movie and why it's been silenced. It was a very mo- tough movie to watch. I mean, it's not graphic in any way. 
uh, they really they pull away from like the graphic stuff, but you know what's happening, you know what's, what's intended to happen, and so I'm sure people, children, anybody for that matter, it's hard to watch. Um, and it's um a very deep uh, monologue at the end of the movie from the uh, actors of this movie, or one of the actors from the movie, about the story of the girl and everything like that. Um, and I don't know why the powers that be trying to hide this movie. And they said, and I believe I read somewhere, or I heard somewhere, that Disney produced this movie at one point, or he, or they owned this movie at one point, but then they gave it to somebody else. They've been trying to, uh, they've been trying to shelve this movie for five years, and it's finally getting to the powers that be to be able to see it, thanks to Mel Gibson and other people that be, and this other actor. It's actually in the movie as well. Um, my, my mom had a uh, conversation about this movie, about you know the, the predators and the people out there, and this how people these days that we see in our in our everyday lives that don't hold their children's hands, or their the adults are walking in front of the children and stuff along these lines that that contributes to these things. You know what I'm saying? And you know you see those videos online. In other countries where children are snatched seconds or like seconds, seconds of the day, like on all these CCTV cameras of children being snatched and taken, like left and right in other countries and even in this country. And like, you know, when you just realize, when you think about it, like, oh, like, like in DC, now these are older children, but same thing, same thing. It'd be a lot of missing children, especially black girls in DC. Where are these people going? What's happening? Where are they going? How and it's it's cameras everywhere in the especially in the ghetto. It's cameras everywhere on every corner in the ghetto. But of course, there's no video footage of where these missing children are going and this, this and that. Like if you look on like the DC website, all these missing girls and and they get no coverage. We know that for a fact. How we don't get no, we get the lesser coverage. You know, that's the shit we're doing that people think we're supposed to be doing. We get no coverage and. It's a lot of missing people out here, like all over the place. It's a lot of missing people. I'm like, where do they be going? What's be happening? What's going on? They all can't just pick up and leave and go live another life. What's going on? Um, but that's this movie put up a lot of awareness. Um, when the movie started, it was mostly not mostly, but it was speaking in Spanish with subtitles, and the screen was a jar where you couldn't. It was like it wasn't centered correctly. Pretty much, so I had to go get an usher or a projectionist to fix the screen because it wasn't you couldn't see you couldn't read the words that was being said because of the screen's problems. And um, it was a good movie. I think it's not a movie; it's real life. Uh, it was a good flick. I think you should check it out and you should read it and be acknowledged and be aware of your surroundings and your children. And we need to fix this problem. This is one of the problems that need to be fixed. You know what I'm saying? And I hope this movie get more coverage and it bites Hollywood in the ass when it does. So let's get into some WWE news. So as this last weekend, last Saturday, WWE was in uh, London for Money in the Bank pay-per-view. It started at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, I think noon Pacific, and I think it was like 8 o'clock in London. Um, I enjoyed the energy of the crowd. I didn't understand most of the things they were saying, like uh, stand up for or sit down for Ro- no, stand up for Roman if you don't like Roman, or sit down if you do. So something like that. A couple of chants was 
European or soccer related or football related. And I didn't understand what some things they were saying, but they were still energy energized. They loved LA night. They cheer for, they sung along to almost every song, every uh, theme song that was popular that came out like Seth Rollins, Usos and Roman Reigns. It was great. I enjoyed that crowd. Um, John Cena came out and welcomed the crowd. Not welcome in the middle of the show and proposed that London is indeed need for a uh, a WrestleMania. And I'm saying since with the the WWE the WWE uh, app or Peacock, uh, they can we have a three o'clock uh, WrestleMania? Will that fuck up the numbers if it's on demand? If it's streaming and you can watch it anytime you want. Even though the live numbers may not be as great, but I think a Saturday, one night, one day, long, you know, three o'clock. I don't know how long we would start. How many would start? But if it's a one day event, uh, London, I think it'd be good. I mean, now maybe not a two day event, but a one day event, an old school one day event, WrestleMania at three o'clock, will be fantastic for London. Because I don't think, as of now, the time changes don't matter. People want to watch the video they really want to watch. Or they can watch later. You know what I'm saying? At 3 o'clock, WrestleMania on a Sunday, on a Saturday, it'd be dope. It'd be badass. Um, your men's Money to Bank winner is, I want it to be LA Knight or Logan Paul. It depends on the story. I, you know, I love Logan Paul, I love LA Knight, and I love The Judgment Day, and I love Damian Priest or, and Dom Dom. But I kind of agreed with the choice to pick uh, Damian Priest because he's he looks he's not younger but he looks they the same age LA Knight and um Damian Priest but he looks younger he looks hip he looks youthful in a sense and I think it'd be a better storyline with him and plus not saying LA Knight don't deserve it LA Knight he deserves it he's older he deserves it as well he's getting. It would it should have been a, it could have been an audible and it gave it the other night because other night he's been heavily cheered and everywhere he's been and in the last three pay per views was this one London, uh, Puerto Rico and it was somewhere else oh Canada uh, he was he's been he's been on the rise but you know of course Triple H said in the press conference after uh, Money in the Bank those that wait basically those things come to those who wait pretty much. So if he's still hot next year, then of course he's, he'll get a he'll get a good run. So hopefully he stays injury prone and uh, he's still he's still he's still fresh and good to next year or when next whenever WWE will give him the, the next call up or whatever. Um, but they love LA Knight, love LA Knight. Um, the uh, the um tag team champions um they didn't wrestle on the card at Money in the Bank. They was there. They got interviewed. They're still part of the judgment, the uh, the bloodline feud kind of like. You know, they're like they're like watching from behind the scenes kind of like. And the bloodlines feud, the civil war was a masterpiece. Like it was well done. I enjoyed it. And Jay Uso picked up the victory over uh, Roman Reigns, which is crazy because he hasn't he hasn't gotten pinned in the past what two years or three years or something like that. So that's crazy in itself that he picked up the victory that night and he pinned Roman Reigns. 
Um, and later that week, this past week, they on SmackDown, they had a tribal chief, a tribal court, where they pretty much put Roman Reigns on trial for how he's been acting since he became the tribal chief and him being a bad guy and everything and all this and all that. So, you know, it was so masterful. Um, you know, Roman Reigns, he shed a tear or two and said, he'll change. Blah, blah. Then he said, then he pulled a big swerve. I had to be that guy. I had to be that guy. I don't like being that guy. I had to be that guy. I provide for you. I provide for your kids. Blah, blah, blah. And then he got on his knees and tried to, you know, give um, Jey Uso the leaf, the um, Leia. He uh, he wears around his neck the red Leia. Leo. I think it's Leo. Um, and then he ended up low blowing uh, Jay Uso, and then beating up, and then he started beating uh, Jay. Uh, what's that name? Jay, Jimmy. They beat up Jimmy so bad he had to get help back, help from the back. Him and Solo beat up Jimmy so bad he had to get beat up from the back. So basically, he's been written off for a while. Um, so it's still going to be uh, Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I'm sure. I'm assuming. But this and the storyline, it went like forty minutes on SmackDown. It was great. It was just you was suckered in, you was glued, and and it was awesome. Um, and I liked and on SmackDown on, on Raw also. Um, the Miz, he's going back to his serious role where he's trying to show people that he's better than what he's been, and you know he's been he's he been having like a losing streak going on for a while. So now I guess he's about to get his fire back in him, and he's about to, uh, I think, challenge uh, Tomasa Champa and show everybody who he is and why he is the way he is. He's the mid, he's awesome, man. So he's got his fire back in his character. Um, the Judgment Day is they're still doing the storyline where possibly Finn is mad at. Damien and this and hopefully they're just trying to tease like a fake break with the Judgment Day, but I hope it's too early. It's too early to break up the Judgment Day. I don't think the Judgment Day needs to be broken up. I love what they're doing. I love this group exactly the way they are. I don't think you need to add any more people or, or take nobody out. I love these four characters. I love this stable. And I think they're going to end up... Um, Going against uh, Imperium, if Imperium get another member in Imperium, I think they're gonna uh, go against the Judgment Day. Overall, that'd be a great feud, like a like a like a um, the Usos versus New Day. That'd be a good feud, Imperium and um, Judgment Day. That'd be a nice feud with those going on for a while. I would I would really enjoy watching that. I wonder if the Judgment Day is going to get all the gold soon and be like that kind of guy, that that kind of champions, like get all the gold on Smack on Raw, and just be stacked with uh, championships. Um, what else? So I think people was afraid about Austin Theory because he hasn't been around in about a week and a half or two. Maybe he was off. Maybe he was on some charity work. Maybe he was on something else. I don't know. But he wasn't on the pay per view, and he wasn't on the shows leading up to the pay per view. And I think they were thinking about he's maybe about he's maybe about to drop his title. I said no, no, no. You overthinking it. He should be. It's, just, it's fine. I think he's doing okay. It's kind of kind of a little bit of stale. Maybe need a little tweak in his character, but he's doing okay. 
I don't think he's going to drop his title on time soon. At least not right now. That's just a, that's a better story to uh, be had, to be held, to be told after the fact. But in uh, the Ronda news, Ronda Rousey, she's leaving the WWE. Uh, maybe because she's going back to the UFC, or maybe she's because she wanted to speak with her kid. I'm not sure. But her and um, Baser, they both broke up. She caused her the title at the Money in the Bank. And I think they're going to feud until SummerSlam or maybe the next pay-per-view after that. And then she's going to be gone from the company. Um, And Brock is back. He's him and Cody. He's about to go back into their program again. Uh, and Brock must have really loved Cody to keep going in the program with Cody. Like, I don't get... We still don't know why Brock is mad at Cody. Maybe because he came back and he's straight up to the title pitcher. And when he left, he was a mid-carter. When he left, he was a mid-carter. And now he's a main eventer. Now, I don't know. We still don't know what Brock's beef is with Cody. But um, they're still uh, feuding. Um, so, uh, we don't we don't know why Brock is mad at Cody. But I think that's probably why. That he came back and he's in the picture. Main picture of the WV. Who knows what Brock is mad at Cody. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Um, again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all those social medias. I have to really get down dirty and post more things on my TikTok and on Instagram because my Instagram is the stories is great, but this the actual feed is bare and there's nothing on my feed on my uh, on the uh, the Morning J Show Instagram. So I need to fix that this week. Um, guys, have a good one. Have a safe one. If you want to hit us up on the website, it's the website is you can find us everywhere you get podcasts or our website is www.podpage.com slash morning slash morning dash morning dash j dash show. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, a comment, a review on our uh, iTunes. We all we're everywhere we need to be on social media. So leave us a comment. So, thank you. You can uh, hit us up on a, leave us a voicemail. We can talk about it on the show. Any problems you may have with depression, mental state, children, anything and everything. We're we're here to help. We're here to help. So, uh, thank you for listening. See you next week.
Show. 